have some weeks left to buy tickets, so visit kpft.org for more details and to purchase your raffle tickets for $5 each. You're listening to KPFT Houston. This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. Thank you so much for tuning in to another installment of the Latino Literary Renaissance. This is Tony Diaz, Libre Traficante. We are on Skeleton Crew. It's just me and Leti. Leti Lopez, who is Chicano Legacy. She is the, the sister of Libre Traficante Lilo, a.k.a. Liana Lopez. But is it fair for me to mention her every time I mention you? I think we're about to stop that. I hope so. I'm kind of feeling a little bit in the shadows of my sister's legacy. <laughs> well, you're about to you're about to graduate from that. So, so thank you so much for helping last week with the great showcase. Oh yes, that was fun. That was fun, and my mom came out. Ah, that was so sweet. It was the 20th anniversary of Nuestra Palabra. Latino writers having their say. Of course, it's the 17th anniversary of the radio show, which was in March. But what came first was the live literary event, which has become many things. So we celebrated in that fashion. So it was great to see a lot of folks from the past, some new voices. And, of course, it was wonderful to see your mom. So thank you for, for bringing her out. Yeah, she. Um, it was it was very chaotic, but she did not leave without, dry, you know, with a dry dry face. Um, oh. Yvette Benavides was talking. And right when I was like, come on, let's go. And she's all, oh, no. No, and then I heard tango, tango, and I was like, "Oh no, it's a Vietnam." I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> I looked over at my mom, and she's all tearing up, and I'm like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> that's beautiful because that's what it's about—a family yeah. experience. And here we have on stage the daughter of 
one of the most well-known Mexican war heroes, at least in Texas. We got to check other states, telling the story, and then your mom crying. And one more of many memorable experiences last week. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, she um, she she grew up in the Heights, but she was. Uh, anytime you mention Vietnam, she's always thinking about like her my father who recently passed, and so she's like, "I saved your dad from going to Vietnam War, and I went to Germany, and I was a spitfire about getting married. I threatened my grandma, your grandmother. Well." <laughs> we'll just see about who's getting married at 17. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's powerful. And we're so glad that you can tell that story here and she could relive that moment there. And, and uh, this is in honor of your pop, Tambien. Yes. So gracias. And, of course, you've helped us line up a great show. I want to thank Marlene Trevino, Trevino Libreta Ficante Malu, also Lupe Mendez, Libreta Ficante Lips Mendez, and some of the other crew members who aren't here right now, but... We will feel their imprint because they put together a really nice lineup. So in the studio with me right now, and we'll be interviewing them in a little bit, is Blanca, Blanca Rodriguez-Alanis. Thank you for coming out. Thank you, Tony, for having me. And thank you for reading at the showcase. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was uh, a great celebration, and it was nice to be up there with the rest of the fellow poets and writers. And y te aventates. Gracias. Te aventates. <laughs> and, and I think that's really the... The wonderful part about it for me too is that we've got we're friends. But really, when I when we're there, I'm not sure if it's 20 minutes, 20 years, or 20 generations. But yeah. así se siente. Yes. So yes. fantastic. Looking forward to to having you read some more work in just a little bit. And one of our new friends, Pamela Esinas Jaime, she's joining us to talk about her artwork in a little bit. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you very much for your invitation. Um, I'm so glad of being here. No, fantastic. Actually, give Gracias. people a little sneak preview about your exhibit, and then we're going to talk to you in a little bit. But Perfect. tell folks a little bit about your... Estás exponiendo, ¿verdad? Yes, uh, it will be um, um, an art exhibit uh, by an organization called Trazos, which uh, we're going to be launching this next Thursday, May 3rd. So... Hopefully, it could be successful. <laughs> love it. Love it. We'll give you all the details. Forget sellout Cinco de Mayo crap. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do something authentic, especially this Thursday. So Support art. <laughs> exactly. So and make make it a real uh, a real class uh, city. So And then we're going to call our friend in San Antonio, Maximo Anguino, who's also going to bash Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> but he's been really active in the arts and activism scene, especially making sure that uh, ethnic studies is promoted and also sharing his own poetry and art. Now, uh, at the top of the show, we do a little bit of a soapbox, so I'm going to get on my soapbox while I play with the with the um, sound a little bit. But Cinco de Mayo is coming up. I want to give a shout-out to one of our friends from New Orleans. His name is Jose Torres Tama, and he is famous for his alien taco truck. He was with our, us at our 18th anniversary showcase but in his honor, yesterday I was on uh, Fox TV. Of course, I'm on Fox TV Sunday mornings on What's Your Point? It's a political talk show where they have two Democrats, two centrists, and two people who are always wrong, and they are far right. But uh, yesterday I was on the Isaiah Carey show, and we are talking about the caravan, which is there at the border. And I had to, uh, I guess, debate or yell at someone that was opposing them for crazy reasons. But he was throwing out a lot of stereotypes and fantasies that people have about the border and, and those folks. And I, I mentioned a couple of things. Like, if these people are a threat like Trump wants us to believe, they're the worst criminals ever because everybody knows they're here. <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and they keep showing this picture of someone climbing a fence. I'm not sure if that's actually them or that's actually a fence. But I'm like, this guy, this poor man on this fence is about to fall break a leg and probably starve on the other side and get caught and thrown back, right? So we, we might not have time to get to every nuance of that, but one thing I did summon at that moment was one of the lines from uh, our friend Jose, who has a great line, which is, no guacamole for the immigrant haters. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so right at the end, while the fellow was frothing at the mouth saying, just the stereotypes and cliches we're used to. I just shouted out at the TV, this Cinco de Mayo, no guacamole for the immigrant haters, right? So 
that's it. It's kind of like you love our food, you know, you love our guitarras. We gave you the ideas for the rodeo, and now you 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 build all these stereotypes, which are simply simply untrue. I'm glad we can counter that with what we do here with the radio show. And, of course, I'm happy to bring you uh, also a new column every Monday. I I paused yesterday because I still wanted to keep the column there from the week before about SB4 because SB4 is a terrible thing. It One of the lines in there is that it, it basically makes campus police officers have to comply with INS. So I, I say that it turns campus police officers into Border Patrol agents. Um, again, some... Right-wing people say that's not the case. I'm sorry, but if they can say there's such thing as sanctuary cities, which there's not, then I can say that campus police become border patrol agents. Actually, my statement's more accurate. So so that's out there. But we're not going to be able to get into all of this because we do want to celebrate our art, literature, and culture. So at the top of the show, we're going to be talking to Blanca, and I'm going to look at Letty, to see if we're going to go to music. Are we going to go to music first and then? Yes, we're going to try and segue some music. Fantastic. And then we'll take a little breather, but we'll come back. And either you experience it live right now at 100,000 watts or in a little bit when we put it on podcast or maybe years from now because this is going to be archived at the University of Houston Digital Library. Or maybe you're reading the transcripts, which will wind up at the Houston Public Library. Either way, I hope you didn't miss out on this great artistic revolution. This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino Artists Having to Say, and we'll be back after this musical interlude. And we are joined in the studio by Blanca Rodriguez Alanis, one of our dear friends. She is a Mexican published poet, poetry teacher, folk artist, and human and civil rights activist. In 2008, she opened the first Spanish bilingual bookstore in Houston, which is, that was awesome. Her first works was published by Boundless, 2010, the Rio Grande Valley International Poetry Festival. Her Spanglish bilingual poetry book, Puro Corazon, was released in 2013. She is currently working on her second book, a collection of short stories and poems. She's participated in Houston Word Around Town Poetry Tour, the Frida Festival, Women with Disabilities Empowerment Fair, and Houston's Women International Festival. She's a wife and a mother of two children. Her work is inspired by Mother Earth, Humanity, and Justice. She enjoys drumming and singing indigenous medicine songs. Blanca studies the traditional medicines of Mexico. She's a spiritual healer and practices curandurismo. She is also a Reiki practitioner and ordained minister. Her interview, her I'm sorry, her intentions in this journey is to use the gifts granted to her by the Creator in the service of others by inspiring people with the power of the written word, so the stories can be told, be told, and to assist those in need of healing with the medicine of her ancestors. And she is a dear friend of our program. So welcome. Gracias. Thank you, Tony. And you had a few things to talk about, including 
the Campos Torres murder. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, we, uh, what are we calling? It's the, it was a murder. It was an uprising. It was a... Yes, the Joe Campos Torres uh, was a murder that uh, took place in 1977. And yet it was the uprising of the Moody riots. Um, so this Saturday, May 5th, we're going to be having the third annual Joe Campos Torres March uh, to stand in solidarity with his familia and all those uh, loved ones who've lost uh, their loved ones to uh, police violence and just to strengthen our solidarity and um, our resistance and seeking for police transparency. And so we invite the community to join us this Saturday. Uh, it's going to be, you can park at Eastwood Park, and we're going to meet at the 4800 block of Canal Street and 100 block of Burr Street by 9 a.m. And we're going to leave promptly by 10 a.m. And that march takes a path that Joe took that day um, into downtown uh, where um, he was murdered by the HPD. And uh, I have a poem that I wrote for Joe that I would like to share. And this is uh, in the memory of Joe Campos Torres. I don't like to write about the dead, but they want to speak. This poetry requires prayer, asking God to guide the written word, lighting a candle and calling spirit to show us what we don't want to see. A lifeless, beaten body floating in the muddy waters of Buffalo Bayou. That same bayou where you take your children for a sunny Sunday bike ride. Those murky waters engulfed with violence and hatred towards the color of his skin. Call forth the light and let it shine unto injustice. Four decades ago, 23-year-old Vietnam veteran Joe Campos Torres was viciously beaten by several Houston police officers. During the brutal beating, they failed to see a human being. He was just another Mexican. They kicked and punched and never saw that this was Margaret's beloved son. As he cried and pleaded for his life, not one officer had the courage to do the right thing. Not one officer had the humanity to stop this hate crime. It is believed that Joe was still in handcuffs when they tossed him into the bayou where he took his last breaths. As if these men in badges were trying to hide their crime. The violence against our people continues. It's just taken another form. Years before that, they would proudly lynch the Mexicanos for all to see. An all-white jury convicted the officers of negligent homicide, a misdemeanor. They were given one-year probation and a one-dollar fine. The role of the police is not to serve and protect the people. It is to serve and protect the system that rules over the people. The injustice outraged the community. Recuerda, Joe, when the people marched at Moody Park chanting, Justicia para Joe Campos. Recuerda, Joe, tu hermanita Janie. She never gave up the fight. She continues bringing communities together in your name and in the names of the many who have been slain by the police. They silenced you, mi hermano, but your spirit awakened in many, and we shall not let them forget. That's powerful. And, and I want to commend you for writing that, too, because also last week, several of us started the Mexican Studies Community Committee. Mm -hmm. And part of the goal, some folks specifically said, because they wanted to make sure that the, the Campos Torres story was told. And I know the Houston Public Library has some uh, information in its Hispanic archives. But what I do want to point out, what's really important about your poem, too, is that when I was compiling the book, I wanted to include some information. But And I won't spend too much time on this part. But what people don't know is that if you're publishing a book, especially if you expect it to wind up in schools, you can't publish other people's material. So I can't take something from the Houston Chronicle and publish it unless we get permission and, and then it gets complicated, even if it's at the library. Having said that, what's great is that that's your poem. Mm -hmm. So once that's in that base of information, we also now know to come to you and say, hey, can we print it? So it's, and that's why it's important to keep that information. But you also wanted to add other current yes. examples. The, the, what, uh, one of the cases I've been working with is um, in the murder of John Hernandez, who was murdered by Terry Thompson. And um, 
his wife was Deputy Shauna Thompson. They're being charged with murder, and this happened May 31st last year, 2017. So oh, it's almost of, a full year. Yeah, it's almost a full year, and they are, they are now just beginning the trial. So um, the Familia Hernandez is uh, still asking that we, we join them and we show up and support and put pressure on the system. Um, so uh, Mr. Thompson goes to trial May 18th at 9 a.m., and then uh, Shauna Thompson's uh, will begin on June the 1st. And uh, Familia is not seeking death penalty, but they want them behind bars um, to serve for the for the murder of their son. And Which, I, just to remind folks, too, so this was at the restaurant. At, at the Denny's restaurant where um, uh, Mr. Thompson uh, said that uh, Johnny was urinating outside. That was his testimony, and he was angry, and so he began to hustle him down to the floor, fight him, and uh, put him on the chokehold and killing him. Um, so, um, yes, so that's the current case that's happening here in Houston. The community has been very supportive. Uh, the family needs it. We need to seek just, justice for this family. And I have a short poem that I wrote for uh, for John Hernandez. Te despidieron con mariachi lágrimas, cayeron del cielo. Esos cantos que brotan del alma. La gente te cantaba, y los hombres se echaban gritos, y la lluvia se vinía más fuerte. Los rostros de la gente mojados de llanto y lluvia. Y, y te cantábamos, y te cantábamos, porque esta música hermosa sabe sanar las heridas. Tu despedida fue una experiencia fuerte y hermosa. As they bid you farewell with mariachi, tears began to fall from the sky. That singing that comes from the soul. The people sang to you, the men hollered, and the rain began to pound harder. The people's faces were covered in tears and rain. And we sang, and we sang, because this mu beautiful music knows how to heal the pain. Your farewell was a beautiful and powerful experience. Thank you for that. And thank you for keeping that alive Gracias. and pushing yes. for it. And, of course, you mentioned that's one year. Yeah. The Campos Torres is over 40, right? What it, what? 41. 41. 41. So I, I bring it up because it, it's it's important to contrast that because I think I'm surprised that a year has gone by. We should be more surprised that 41 years is about yeah. to go by as well. Yeah, and and it's to to keep their memories alive because nothing's changed. It continues to happen, and and very little police officers are held accountable. But we still have to to speak up for the voiceless and to support the family of those loved ones lost. Now, you're, you've written uh, some poems for this. Tell us some other projects you're working on. Um, some of the other uh, projects that I'm working on is working in the schools with middle schools, high school, um, Spanish bilingual students, um, starting to teach poetry, um, also do workshops, especially with our youth, influencing them to, to write their stories, uh, to not be intimidated by poetry. You know, just speak and write it down and to get their stories out um, and continue to uh, do demonstrations and marches and speak at those places and continue the project of the next book, which um, it will be a book to, to empower our mujeres, mm. our mujeres who have faced many adversities and overcome many different types of adversities, you know, just being Latina, being an immigrant. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, many of those, but those topics. So that's the project for the next book. And um, we were talking about uh, uh, as my spiritual path um, has led me back to to learning uh, our, our ancestors' medicines. You know, I was raised Catholic, uh, but you know they say your ancestors call you, and they sure do. Wow. Um, so that's my journey that I'm taking now as a curandera and spiritual healer. Um, studying under different people here in Houston, um, people from New Mexico, and I hope to be able to travel back home and uh, st study under the abuelas over there, and just keep keep growing and learning more of our plants, 
uh, our medicinas because you know our our people are addicted to doctors and prescription pills. You know, nowadays, yeah, we keep feeding we, their feeding their pockets. At and, one point, we weren't. Yeah, and, and actually now, the folks that have money have taken that old wisdom and yes. made it homeopathy and charge so. charge uh, ten times more because they know that it's powerful. It it is powerful, and and we just have to relearn those things and start, you know, uh, using them and. But, you know, you saw your mom, tu tías, tus abuelas, you know, uh, barriéndote, haciéndote un té. Es, es todo eso, ¿verdad? So, es, es siguiendo esas tradiciones, esas medicinas, eh, y yo uh, enseñándoselas a, a mis hijos y para que continúen con las futuras generaciones. Eh, so, ese es el, el, el camino en que voy, um, en mi espiritualidad, eh, como poeta y activista. Sigo trabajando con con la gente, con la comunidad. Y... And is there a website or email list that you have that people can go to to stay um, up to date with what you're doing? Or maybe invite y- you out or something like yes, that? Yes, claro. Um, claro, if, if you would like for me to come speak or read at your school, university, your arts, cultural events, you can contact me. My email is uh, onecreativepoet at gmail.com. Um, you can also contact me through Facebook under Blanca Rodriguez Alaniz. Um, send me an email. I'm also at 281-935-1719 uh, for, you know, being an activism, poetry, or if you're seeking some um, healing services. You know what we should do maybe next year would be a, an anti-Cinco de Mayo event where we send out a blast of names of speakers who can come in and yeah. and give authentic um, you know, yes. uh, American Mexica, Latinx oh, yeah. experience versus what's going to be raining upon us. So, <laughs> so yeah. fantastic. Like a lot of tacos and tequila. Oh, my goodness. Right. <laughs> I, I've seen it starting to brew already. But, uh, <laughs> ahí vamos. But, uh, but together we'll be able to keep it in check. Well, thank you so much for everything that you do. Do a, So give out the location. So one more time. It's this uh, this May 5th. May 5th for the third annual Joe Campos Torres March. Um, you can meet us. You can park at the Eastwood Park and meet us at the corner of 4800 Block Canal Street and 100 Block of Burr Street by 9. And we're going to leave promptly by 10 a.m. Great. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, gracias, Tony. And we're going to take a musical break, but we'll be back with a phone interview with our friend from San Antonio, Maximo Anguino. And then we have in La Cabina con nosotros the artist Pamela Esinas Jaime, who is going to tell you about the Trazos event May 3rd, which is going to be the launch of a very, very important movement. So stay tuned, enjoy this music, and you're experiencing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air.
back. Thank you so much for tuning in to the beginning of the 21st season of Nuestra Palabra Latino Writers having their say. And the 18th, well, yes, we've completed 17 years of Nuestra Palabra. So we're going into 18th years of the radio show and making new friends and celebrating past friends. In a little bit, we're going to find out about a new artistic movement being launched at the Trasos event. But right now, through the magic of telephony, we are talking to Maximo. And before I share his bio with you, I want to make sure he's on there. Can you hear me? I hear you, brother, loud and clear. I mean, that's impressive, all those statistics on the show, man. Congratulations. No, I appreciate that, hermano. Really, really great for you to call in. And, of course, uh, Maximo, everyone knows you're an actor, activist, athlete, creative entrepreneur, public intellectual personality, and an organizer out of our favorite city after our own, San Antonio, Texas. He is emerged as one of the most talented and dynamic individuals of his generation. As a Master of Science candidate at the Grand Valley State University, Maximo studied at Macquarie University in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia, where he completed an ethnographic case study on the colonialism of the indigenous Australian population, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. Through various community, artistic, and educational works, Maximo's passion and charisma electrifies crowds. I've seen it firsthand, bringing a fresh, progressive, and driven approach to changing the world. His recent film and theater, theater credits include La Llorona, Jotos del Barrio, y Dos Chicanos, Un Camino. He's recently been featured with various organizations such as Voto Latino, Latino Justice, PRLDEF, The Liga United, Latin American Citizens, LULAC, the University of Nebraska, the University of Missouri, Kansas City, Northern Illinois University, Theater for Change, Raw Natural Born Artists, and many more. Finally, his credits his ambition he credits his ambition and motivation to the number one fan, Suma Ma. Follow him on social media at Blurb Smith Blots. Thanks for calling in, Hermano. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me. I didn't know if you're going to read that whole thing. I should have chopped it up even shorter. But, uh, <laughs> appreciate it, man. It's it's a wonderful uh, occasion anytime we can connect and and chat and you know better the conditions of our people both you know mentally, emotionally, physically, socially, you know politically, financially, however we can. So I'm excited to be on, man, and uh, you know see where we go. I know you got a full slate of guests today. I don't know if I'm the first or last or what, man, but. I'm excited, man. Thanks for having me. No, by all means. And I think what's really important, too, is that we want to make it clear to our listeners and the folks experiencing the show or listening to it after we tweet it out on the podcast is that all of the cities need to touch bases constantly. Yeah. Houston needs to report in with San Antonio, needs to report in with Austin, the Valley, uh, El Paso. And we need to be in touch because so much is going on. And you and I were chatting, chatting earlier, too, just about... And people who listen are in tune with it, but I think we also need to motivate them in that, especially with the Cinco de Mayo thing coming up, Yeah, we need to put so many counter-narratives out, and I think what's going to happen is that they're just going to keep gaining steam till it hits critical mass. And I, I know it's going to happen soon. Now, I can't give you the date or time, but there's just so much out there um, – Including, I mean, all the negative ways that the car this caravan coming to the border has been talked about, and contrast that to Cinco de Mayo, and I know you have a whole piece on that as well. Uh, what's your thoughts on the pulse of of what the counter narratives need to be right now? Well, I mean, clearly, listen, you know, it's no secret that we have a lot to get done. There's a lot to be done, and unfortunately, the onus falls on us, right? Um, you know, with the problems, and we're not the ones that are creating these problems, but we're the ones that have to come up with the solutions. So. It's interesting, but nonetheless, you know, it's certain individuals, yourself, myself, other people have to step up and try to, you know, counter counteract, you know, that narrative. And it's in a, in a variety of ways, right? I mean, some folks may be more militant and more radical with how they approach, you know, this Cinco de Mayo thing. Other folks may want to be more accepting and create more of a loving tone and atmosphere. And I think that there's a variety of ways to get it done, you know, and I think it depends on, you know, the, the the educator or the storyteller, right? I mean, the writer, uh, whoever might be trying to drive the narrative and who they may want to connect with, you know, what their audience looks like, you know. I think for me is like, look, man, I mean, 
where we're at inside of this country today and, and with everything going on, you know, and with the sentiment of, you know, anti-immigrant and anti-Mexican and anti-Latino and all of that sort of stuff, it's like, look, you know, look, I'm cool with folks going out and having a burrito on Cinco de Mayo, right? <laughs> if folks want to go out and drink tequila, go ahead, you know, but at the same time, respect Mexicans as well. Mm. Respect Latinos, right? Respect Latinas, respect everybody in that broad familia that we accept to say, look, you can have some of this culture, but also recognize who gave you this culture and, and, and respect those individuals as well. We've gotten so far away from that. You know, we've got a population of people inside this country that is going through the motion, man. You know, they don't even know why they're doing what they're doing, mm. right? I mean, it's just, it's unreal. But if we could bring that back, right, to create more of a conscious and aware sort of thing, like for me, I feel like it's my responsibility every single day. I've written a piece, you know, I've spoken to several people on the past, three or four single day miles because it's like, look, you know, we can't just settle, right? We just can't allow for, you know, these things to continue to happen, right? You talked about this caravan. You talked about how, you know, there's people chanting about building a wall. I mean, you see things and incidents pop up every day, right? I think I saw something, you know, there was like some little leaguers, some little, you know, Latino baseball players who were, you know, being taunted at, you know, by other parents or something along those lines. And it's like, well, wait a minute, you know, how are you going to go out and, and attack and demonize and criticize and condemn young little boys who are playing baseball, but at the same time you want to go around and say, hey, Cinco de Mayo, let's get drunk, let's have $2, $2 Coronas or whatever it may be, going out with your friends and celebrating, and it's like, you know, that doesn't align, right? I mean, we got to bring it back, man. Let's, let's talk about this. And for me, it's about a conversation, right? We don't have to throw bombs. We can throw bombs, but, but it's like, look, let's, let's at least bring this back into perspective here to get you to think about some of your actions and some of your, you know, the things that you may be saying and promoting, man. It's like, gosh, man, we could just wake some folks up, right? You, you know what, too? Um, actually, we were just chatting a little with Blanca, who was reading some of her work and talking about some of the um, events going on here for uh, May 5th, especially uh, commemorating the death of Joe Campos Torres. But one thing we kind of put out there is maybe next year we'll start a list of authentic speakers and just circulate it right if if no one takes us up on it that's fine if many people jump on it cool but let's let's say let's put it out in the universe now so maybe with enough time because i realize the semester's ending too so teachers are swarmed so maybe we'd have to have it come out during uh, women's history month so right at the end of women's history month in march we'll send out our cinco de mayo authentic speakers list blanca will be down there maxima will be on there i'd be happy to come out and say, hey, like you're saying, we're not going to guilt ship you, but you can enjoy all of that, but enjoy our culture, our intelligence, and realize that if the President of the United States vilifies these refugees that are coming, and him simply saying that they're coming to attack us, and you believe that, you've thrown it all away. On the other hand, if you can think of all of us more profoundly, we'd like to add Nuestro Granito de Arena to that with these speakers. So um, can we use your name next year? We'll put you on that list. Yeah, man. And yeah, and, there's, and listen, there's a, there's a lot of organizations that are doing good work out there already that are using the day to do some other new innovative things. Like you mentioned, you know, graduations. There's a lot of Latino graduations going on right now where they're highlighting the, you know, the students that are graduating from their high schools or their colleges or in their cities and things of that nature. And that's great. Let's use, the, let's, let's use Cinco de Mile on those sort of mm-hmm. days, right, so we can honor our, our current accomplishments. You know, there's also a movement in Georgia right now where, you know, they're doing Voto de Mile. So they're, they're using, you know, the Cinco de Mile sort of tagline to say, look, we're going to vote, you know, on this day. You know, and this is a movement we're using to create more political power, right, because, you know, you also mentioned the president. Look, I think it was last year or two years ago that the president, right, it's funny to say that, but Donald Trump tweets some stuff out like, oh, I love the Hispanics, and he's got a picture of himself saying, oh, the best taco bowls are made. Oh, my goodness, that's right. Cinco de Mayo, and it's like, well, wait a minute, you see how far we've gotten away from this, right? And he's in there smiling with a big grin. It's like, this doesn't, this isn't true, man. This is a part of that American hypocrisy that we got to continue to call it, because if we don't, we allow it to sink in and, and, and create a new normalcy. And that's dangerous, man. I mean, look, if we just ignore all the problems that are happening right now, which is easy to do because folks become inundated, folks become consumed by it, you know, it's dangerous on where it could potentially go. So 
So how you know? And again, there's a variety of ways to get it done. Maybe it's a conversation. Maybe it's a it's a blog post. Maybe it's an event we throw right with the speaker, and, and and you know we have a lunch and a friendly event. However, we have to do it right. Whether it's this radio show, you know, we got to continue to drive and 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 talk about it because if we don't, it's dangerous on where it may end up. That's fantastic. And we're chatting about hashtag BeWokeSF, investing in the next generation of leaders in San Francisco. May 17th. Tell us about that. Yeah. yeah, so it's a groundbreaking event as well in San Francisco, which is a mecca for innovators and pioneers and thought leaders. And it's an event, it's a signature event, the first of its kind by Be Visible Latinx. Um, for folks that are interested in the platform, you need to get on bevisible.soy. Uh, it's a great website and it acts as a community for professional Latinos, for millennials, for people of color, for Latinxes. Whomever, however you may want to identify, this is a new space for you to network, to find employment opportunities, uh, to connect with people and wherever you may be traveling and things of that nature. And we're having an amazing lifestyle slash conference um, on May 17th in San Francisco at the Pearl. So for anybody that's listening, you can get on the website right now and register and attend the event. We want to see you there. Again, the more opportunity that we have to come together and create, you know, for ourselves, the better we're all going to be for our futures, right? We talked about, you know, a, a demographic shift inside of this country and, and the way things are going. Look, contrary to popular belief, diversity is a good thing, right? right. Many companies, right? I mean, right, let's, let's be honest. Many mm -hmm. companies, uh, many government institutions, many, you know, educational entities, you know, they want diversity, right? They want diversity of thought. They want students of color. They want people with varying opinions to come in and better you know, their environments and those communities. So, you know, we're going to be having a variety of companies that are going to be at uh, Be Woke San Francisco. So it's an opportunity to, to network, to connect with folks, uh, but also to apply and, and, you know, see what may new opportunities might be there for, for people professionally. So um, a couple of the companies that are going to be there are Google, YouTube, Adobe. Um, let me see. I think Airbnb will be there, uh, Williams and Sonoma. A variety of companies, and there's going to be some amazing speakers uh, present as well. So, um, you know, we're inviting everybody out, man. We That's want everybody awesome. to come to this event, right? I mean, we, you and I talked about conferences and events. The more we can get together, the better. Exactly. About. Across state lines. And people can track you down uh, by hitting the hashtag. Also, uh, any websites you want to throw out? Um, for personally, professionally, what are you talking about? Yeah, to, to keep up with what you're up to. Uh, you, you prefer they follow you on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, I mean, whatever, man. Whatever people prefer. You know, my main, you know, I'm all over it online, right? I mean, I try to stay up with the social media stuff, not as much as these young whippersnappers do these days, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, how, you know how it goes, man. We've got some sort of presence on there. So, you know, folks can Google me, Maximo, or you can look me up online, uh, whatever your social media platform of choice is, and, you know, let's just connect, man, however we can Beautiful. help each other, man. If there's anything I can do for anyone, please consider it done. Fantastic. We're voting for you. All right. I appreciate it, man. Hey, let's brother. Thanks done, for man. calling if in. I'm president, if I'm president, we're going to drop off flour and corn tortillas to everybody's house twice a week. That's so. <laughs> so, so that's how we're going to get it done. Hey, man. Thanks so much for calling in, and keep us posted. All right, brother. We'll be in touch, man. Good luck. Gracias. You're experiencing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air across state lines. We're going to do a short break and enjoy some new music. And we'll be back with our friend Pamela Esinas Jaime, who's talking about the Trazos event, which will be going on this May 3rd. And you'll be really cool if people see you there. Stay tuned. You're experiencing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air.
And as Nuestra Palabra goes to its 21st season, we are happy to introduce what I'm nicknaming the Nuestra Palabra as a visual art. It's going to be Trazos. And our dear friend Pamela is here with us. She is from Lindo, Mexico, and actually studied eight years in Florence, Italy. She's been here in Houston a couple of years now for uh, job opportunities for her husband and herself. But now she and some of her colleagues are going to be launching this nonprofit organization, cultivating talent, especially in the visual arts community. There consists of three Latinas, all from different branches of the Latino family tree. The kickoff event is this Thursday. We'll get the address in a little bit, the exact time. But what's key is, one, we got to support each other anyway. But also, this is a key chance for you to get involved at the ground floor. And what it will become will kind of be up to us. If we don't support it, well, then it will become a, a great memory of one great moment. Or 20 years later, they'll be celebrating Tambien. So uh, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much one more time for the invitation. Um, well, Tony, I mean... We are starting this, uh, we're launching this uh, Trasus uh, non-profit organization. Uh, officially, this this Thursday, May 3rd, will be our first event. Um, and, well, the the team is, uh, is composing by a Colombian journalist, Liliana Talani, who was the main, uh, the main uh, head of that, like the main idea. Um, and then uh, Maria Chavez, who is a creator and architect, uh, from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, so y, y tú representando México. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mexico. I'm from Irapuato, Guanajuato. Eso. <laughs> exactly. Very proud of that. And, uh, well, our main purpose is uh, to promote emerging artists, uh, basically Hispanics um, sp and young people that doesn't have that long career and that, reside, that live in Houston or in Texas. Yeah. And, uh, well, offering the possibility to introduce the art in the most uh, frequented places by, you know, like for the social events or in the common environments that people go. And fun. It sounds like it's going to be fun. Exactly. To... that. I mean, people, most of the time, doesn't take the time anymore to go to the galleries mm -hmm. or they have to plan to go to the museum. So our... Uh, our suggestion is to take the art to them cool. and show uh, the new the new prospects in art in in our community. That's so cool. Let's give 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 out the address. So it's this Thursday. It's this Thursday. What uh, what time? May third from six to nine will be the reception uh, at House Gastro Bar, uh, number thirteen five twenty five Westheimer Road, uh, number three. So, um, I mean, I invite all the people and all our Hispanic and non-Hispanic mm -hmm. community to come and join us and to see what we have to show, what we have to offer. Uh, this is this will be an art show and uh, an art exhibit of a contemporary uh, kind of art. That and your your work will be in it. Exactly. We will be starting with my my visual artwork, and we also have special guests. Um, well, there will be a couple of surprises there. Oh, man. Tell us one. Tell well, us one. we will have sculptor. Uh, we will have painting. We will have photography. Mm, That's even awesome. fashion, Even fashion. So. Oh, see. Oh, yes. No kidding. Uh, and obviously, we will have an, as entertainment uh, another artist of music performance, another Mexican uh, singing uh, with his guitar and beautiful Mexican traditional wow. music. Now, how much are you charging for people to go in? Anything. Obviously, it's for free. You can come and join us. Uh, it's uh, totally free. And, uh, well, it's, it's a non-profit organization. We are starting from this point. And That's exciting. So this is your first show. Obviously, you're open to anything. Quieren promover, obviamente, visual artists, pero it sounds like you're open to anything, too. Exactly. I mean, we're open to any kind of performance, literature, um, fashion, music, any kind of art that would be appreciated. I mean, we will. We want to know the response of the of the Community. people, right? So that's fun. And, and, yeah. and of course, uh, folks can show up. Um, will there be food? And, and there will be. I mean, Hal's Gastrobus will be will be our great food. Yeah. Our main sponsor. That would be the location, and they will offer some light bites and. 
And that's actually uh, Latin American uh, gastronomic food, uh, cuisine. So that would be very that's interesting. Good stuff. Yeah. It would be as mixed as uh, stressors. <laughs> yeah, uh, cuisine from everywhere. And we will also have um, Johnny Walker as a sponsor. What? 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 If you're interested. <laughs> in oh, there go all the poets and writers now. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right. Not for Cinco de Mayo. That's for May 3rd. That's right. <laughs> Even, no. This is better than that. And, uh, well, actually, um, we are going to have the collaboration or the support of um, the Consulate of Colombia, which is very important for us. We will hope soon uh, for the, the support of the Mexican and Argentinian as well. And uh, we have also the collaboration, a very important um, art consultancy and evaluation from the organization TAO, which is a therapy and art organization um, headed by Pablo Bobbio, who's uh, an Argentinian artist and uh, psychoanalyst, very well-known, and wow. and he resides here in Houston as well. That's fantastic. So we're very glad to present So who came project. up with the name? And tell folks why you call it Trazos. Well, that's that was uh, Lili, uh, Liliana's uh, Talani idea, but... She's got the poet. She's journalist and poet. <laughs> well, it, it, he, she invited us, uh, Marie and me, to, to join this project, uh, and uh, I mean, as soon as I heard about it, it I was so so interested in it. I mean, at, at the beginning, I was like interested as, as me as a the exposer, right, as it, for the exhibition. But when she told me about the project, I got so so into the so into the. the What's great, no, and, and we need it. We need yeah, it. and I think, I mean, I was surprised at the beginning when I'm quite. I, I think I'm quite near in Houston, <laughs> so. I was very surprised at the beginning about the concentration or the interest in in, in arts in general in Houston. But that's, I mean, there is a, f a few museums and, and everything, but, and high concentration, for example, in the Heights, but there's no, you know, there's no enough promotion of art, I think, in the in the city. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm happy to do this and to be part of this project no and, and i think what's great too is that it takes folks to put their time and energy to, to bring the people together and, exactly. and show them hey there's an interest but also cultivate those those folks so i mean uh, well in spanish trazos means uh basically like um como bueno trazo quiere decir como un como una como un seño no como mm. con un con un bolígrafo, con un lápiz, quiere decir como una seña, mm. como dibujos, eh, no, no sabría, de, no sabría que, que, cómo, cómo pero, traducirlo literalmente. Y para ti, ustedes están comenzando. But for me, it's like the the new beginning of of a quite like a new generation of um, you know like way of showing art. Yep. I love it. To society, so let's see the response of the people. And especially, I think it's important to put Houston in the middle of that and see where it goes. I think it's a great city to do that. Uh, Fast-growing, a lot of uh, potential. Uh, a big hub, maybe not a center, but we got to use that to our advantage. Exactly. And and is there a website people can go to or not yet? You need a volunteer for that, probably. We need a exactly. <laughs> We're about to launch to launch that uh, as Tras is officially like as an organization. But um, well, if you come to the event, obviously right. you, you will get in contact in direct contact with with us. But uh, well, you can contact me personally uh, at Pam dot Encinas um, E N C I N A S J at gmail dot com or Pam dot e en.art and Facebook or Instagram as the social media. That's awesome. And um, um, I'm looking forward to a, a successful event. I'm looking forward to your first anniversary. A year from now, we're going to look so. back and you're going to remember. Are you a little nervous? I am. I am a little. Well, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to be the, the, the exhibit, in the exhibition. I'm exposing my some of my, my works. What's your biggest anxiety? Well, right I don't now. really, I don't really know if about. <laughs> I mean, what's your biggest fear? Uh, right now, we want to want to feel with you. We want to feel that excitement because I'm jaded. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm so worried about the creation of the of the event in general. You know, the where all the pieces going to be. Mm, what are we going to say? We are. We would like to to talk. I mean, in to interact with people in English and in Spanish, but everything will be. 
in English, basically, I think. But uh, it's important to, for us that not not to be like uh, the Colombian, the Mexican. We're unifying, <laughs> you know, the building bridges against our own. Yeah, yeah, we we want to trust me that so. Fantastic. Well, best of luck. Te felicito. Gracias. And Thank it sounds like it's going to be a great event. Thank you, Blanca. Thank you so much, Letty, and to the rest of the crew out there. This is Tony Diaz, El Libre Traficante. Check this out tomorrow as the podcast. We'll tweet it out, post it on Facebook. You can check out more at nuestapalabra.org. Or maybe you're listening to it later when it's archived at the University of Houston Digital Libraries or reading the transcript at the hard copies for the Hispanic Archives. Enjoy this version of the Latino Day Renaissance. There's more to come. Stay tuned. Adios. PPFT's two live channels on your phone. Install the TuneIn app, available for both Apple and Android, and then search for KPFT. You'll see both the FM channel and the newly improved HD3 channel. Press play and you're listening. Or point your browser to kpft.org. Listening online means no more reception issues. Tune in our mix of local social justice shows and music selected with love by our Houston DJs. All there on your phone at any time. land around our bayous act as the kidneys of the water system. They clean out pollutants and help manage flooding in times of high rainfall. Preventing more Houston land from being covered in concrete ensures that more of the precious little water that falls has the ability to soak into the ground and our aquifers. Living with water shortages or damaging floods brings to light how connected we all are to the natural world around us. Our health suffers without clean water and fresh air. Families suffer without safe places to spend time together outdoors. Bayou Land Conservancy, a local nonprofit organization celebrating its 20th anniversary, works to permanently protect land in the greater Houston area with a special focus on the 13 watersheds that feed Lake Houston. Please visit our website at www.bayoulandconservancy.org or find us on social media. KPFD Houston.